All right, guys. Welcome back to another episode of a hundred books a year with Kevin. Uh, today I want to start a new book. Um, I actually was really excited about this until I read this book called "The Half Life of Facts." Um, but there are some good information I think is deserving to be passed on. So, um,、uh, we all know what half life means, right? So it's like we can do carbon dating, or we can do, um. Uh, it, wait, was it carbon dating? Yeah. So in the fossils, right? When we can see, okay, this is how much time that is taking this substance to decay in half of the quantity. So we can project how, like, when was this fossil originated from? Right? Was it from a dinosaur, or or was it from like early human? Right. That's what half life matters.、Um, and what most people don't realize is. There is a thing called the half life of facts of knowledge, right? And I truly become aware of this. I want to say a few months ago, right?、Um, and I was reading this book, right? I think we talk about this, the Purple Cow.、Um, I took a I took an、uh, advertising class、uh, back in college, right? That was for like four months, and. To be honest, like that class was great. We talk about TV spot. We talk about commercials. But I will argue that in this day and age, at twenty twenty, end of twenty twenty, those things don't matter anymore,、uh, or don't matter that much anymore, right? Because people are not watching cable that much. People are trying to get rid get rid of ads. So advertising agencies are not the premier way of doing marketing, right? So. That is my personal examples of dealing with the half life of facts, right? I, I kind of feel like, oh crap! Like, why did I take that class? And、like, that class, it's not relevant anymore. Maybe I should have taken another class when I was in college, because the relevancy of the class of the content changes, and that's why I was so interesting in this book is because, you know, maybe facts have. Or knowledge have this type of、uh, tendency as well, and then it turns out it does, right? An example of that would be back in the nineteen thirties. If you're going to medical school in Johns Hopkins, they teach us that they have forty eight chromosomes, but right now we know we have forty six, right? So that was the wrong information back in the nineteen thirties, or、uh, you know, a smoking right used to be okay in the forties and fifties. Now it's bad, right? So. The thing is, is if we can understand the underlying order and patterns of how facts change, we can handle the uncertainties better. We can trying to map out the uncertainty parameters, and we can at least have a reasonable range of、um, where or when the、uh, uncertainty might occur. So it's actually really interesting how you know there are different scientists and psychologists or aesthetics. Or a, a statisticians, how they investigate this problem. For example, back in nineteen forty seven, there is a, a psychology named Harvey Lehman, L E H M A N. So, Lehman set out to count the number of major contribution made in different areas in years. So that could be from the field of genetics to math to arts.、Um, So the time period that he set on was hundreds of years, right? So,、uh, for philosophy, we're talking about six hundred years from twelve seventy five to eighteen seventy five 
I say for botany, they're doing a sample from 1600 to 1800, sorry, to 1900. And for geology, we're doing it from 1500 to 1900. So, after carefully sorting through, here's what he find out, right? So, medicine and, and a hygiene, that information doubles in contribution every 87 years. Philosophy doubles every 77 years. Math doubles every 63 years. Geology doubles every 46 years. Chemistry doubles every 35 years. Genetics doubles every 35 years. And opera start uh, doubling every 20 years. And then those are from the 1940s, if I remind you. So what that means is if you can see the pattern, right, for those that are not modern science subjects, right? We're, we're not talking about like, like, like chemistry or math, right? Those things have a, a lot of a shorter um, half-life because it's being updated all the, uh, all the time, right? For a, for a human sciences, for social sciences, right? For like philosophy, for um, those things that when people has been spending centuries, you know, thinking about similar things, it has a longer half-life, meaning that those things have a more of a relevance over time. And I think the medicine and hygiene was a, uh, was accurate back then, but it's probably not accurate right now. So another thing that another, another scientist, uh, mean is, uh, his name is George, uh, Herich. Uh, he has this thing called the H index, okay? So what that is, is he will count the number of articles of a scientist that published something, like a paper or something, and then the, like he will count how many times that it will be counted, right? So the H index is really just a counting index, right? If the H index is 45, that means this paper paper has been cited forty five times, and in twelve in two thousand and eight, there is this uh, Chinese researcher, uh, Rong Tong, um, he uses that citation and he come up with a better, kind of a more sustained, more relevant to the current modern worlds and like uh, and uh, analysis right, and it's even more breakdown. So, we have physics. Uh, the half-life is about 13 years. Uh, economics, about 9, 9.38 years. Math, about 9.17 years. Psychology, about 7.15 years. History, about 7.13 years. And religion is about 8.76 years. So physics, right, is being like one of the hard sciences. I think that makes sense uh, comparatively to you know, uh, uh, economics or psychology, right? Um, so if you get a physics degree, that might last you longer because the problems are harder to solve, right? So the point of this podcast is not really, you know, trying to distinguish, oh yeah, like physics is better than math, right? Or physics is better than a psychology degree. I'm not trying to do that, but I just want to kind of introduce this idea to you guys that there's actually half-life of our education. There's actually half-life of our knowledge. So that's why I think, you know, lifelong learning is the only way that, like, we can 
at least survive in a modern world because if you're going to the college back in the 80s and if you haven't read a book since or if you haven't done any firmware update quote unquote a firmware update since then you're not gonna survive in 2020 you're just not right so that's why i think using this half-life of facts angle we can make an argument for more reading more listening to books or podcasts or uh read up do some difficult readings for uh, historical papers and arguments or published works and i think we really need to promote long-term lifelong learning before we can say that we are educated right because i feel like 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 over time like the longer that you're you're like you're done with education the less relevant you are in terms of your knowledge framework and i myself trying to avoid that with this podcast with reading habits and i think uh maybe others should have done the same thing or find your niche right maybe you are into different things and just just read up on it like update your firmware and then we go from there all right guys thank you for listening Bye.